We now start the ninth chapter of Masechus Bav Metziah, which is going to talk about uh, the relationship between a landowner and the tenants who are on his land and working. They're farmers. So this relationship of owning land and having someone else work your land for you uh, can take one of three basic um, forms in terms of the economic system that the Mishnah contemplates. Uh, one is called arisus. An aris, an aris is uh, what's called a sharecropper. That means that they share a portion of the crop, and the, it's divided by some fixed ratio. So they might agree to split it 50-50 or one-third, two-thirds. It doesn't matter. The point is both um, the landowner and the farmer who are living there um, is uh, are taking risk, and they'll divide the profits as they come. So that's called arisus. He's an aris. Uh, a sharecropper, and sometimes also called a kablonos, okay, like a, 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 a he'd macabre the land. The second is called chakiros. Chakiros means a tenant farmer. That means that he lives on the land, he works it, and um, he pays rent. But the rent that he pays is not um, a fixed dollar amount, uh, but rather it's a fixed amount of the output of the land, because this person presumably has, essentially, he's living hand-to-mouth, has no money. So he says, listen, at the end of the season, I'll give you 10 bushels of wheat, in order to you give me the rights to to live and work on this land, and then all the upside is mine. If I make you know a hundred or a thousand bushels, I can keep everything, but uh, you get ten no matter what. So the risk is all mine as well. Meaning that if uh, hypothetically the land produces nothing, it's a complete you know there's not a drop of rain and nothing grows. So then in theory the tenant farmer, the choker he's called, would have to like reach into his pocket and buy ten bushels of wheat in the in the store and then deliver it to the landowner. So that's like a rent. Uh, the third way is really also renting, but more conventionally, it's called schirus, just a, a rent or a lease. The idea here is that the person who's on the field, on the farm, he's paying a fixed dollar amount. You know, he says, I'll give you $100 or 1,000 shekels um, to you know, live in your, in, your, in your farm. And essentially, all the profits and losses that come from the farming activities themselves all belong to the, the tenant. Okay, so the truth is that really the choker and the socher Chakiros and Tzachiros, tenant farming and leasing are really the exact same, just the payment is either um, with money or in kind with output of the land. Um, in contrast, um, the Aris, the sharecropper, is a little different, right? He's, he's, sharing a, he's sharing more like an equity, like a joint venture. He's sharing both in the profits and the losses proportionally with um, the landowner. Okay, so our mission starts out, the first case is talking about all the following, meaning all the above. It doesn't matter if you're talking about a, a choker, or a socher, or an aris, you've got a farmer living on the land, so if they don't stipulate the exact details of how the farming will be done, the first point of our mission here is, hakol kamina everything goes based on the prevailing customs of that locale. So the mission here starts by saying, hamekabal sada mechavero, literally one who receives land from his fellow. Now, more often than not, when you have the word mekabel, um, we're talking about, that's like a kablanut, that's really someone who's like an aris, a sharecropper. Uh, but in this particular case, um, so, and it's not so uncommon, it's a general term for all types of relationships between the farmer and the landowner. And in this case, it's referring to all the above. So if a person acts as a farmer, whether as a choker, a socher, or an aris, um, uh, and on someone else's property, so then in the, let's say they're talking about the way in which the grain should be harvested. So there are two basic ways you can harvest it. You can harvest it um, with like a cutting implement, like a sickle or a scythe. Um, and the advantage of that is it's nice and quick. The disadvantage is it leaves a bunch of stubble in the field and makes the field a big mess. So the question is, can the landlord demand that the tenant 
uh, harvest the wheat in a particular way by um, could you say I insist they use like a you know do a bicycle or something and use it cut it leaving stubble or could you say listen I insist you ochre it you rip it up from the roots so that there's nothing left yes that's more work but it, it uh, makes the keeps the field nice and clean and we can after, afterwards we can till it properly make sure there's no weeds etc so that's my preference can you demand that so the Mishnah's answer is it all depends on what's customary you know it's if they had an agreement ahead of time that said you can work in my field but I insist that you only okay you rip it up the roots so that'll be bonding because they agreed upon it if they didn't agree everything's based on the prevailing customs that's what the Mishnah says it says a makabo sadam chavero if one's Acting as a farmer in his fellow's field, whether it's a choker, socher, or aris, makam shenagu liktsor, yiktsor, laakor, yakor. If the it's a place, it's customary to coat there with a cutting tool. He has to do that. If it's customary to be oker, ripping it up from the roots, he has to do that. Lecharosh acharav yacharosh. If there's a requirement to, um, if there's a custom, it's prevalent custom in these places that they. Um, plow the field after the harvest to make sure the weeds are dead, he has to do that as well. Now, um, obviously at some point you have to plow and get rid of the weeds. That's that's goes without saying. The, Mish- the Gemara says, and anyways, what, what's this coming to add? The the Mishnah ends up by saying, HaKol Kamina Everything is based on the common pr- custom, the prevailing custom. So what's this Lachrosh, Achrav, Yachrosh mean? It's coming to say, even if, for example, if the farmer he went and he did the weeding prior to the harvest, so he got a clean harvest and nothing you know, mixed up when he harvested later on, uh, the landlord could say, listen, I still insist that after you're done, uh, you you weed it yet again. And the tenant can't say, I already weeded it once, if the prevailing custom in that locale is to weed it uh, after the harvest is done. Okay, that's part one of the Mishnah. Now, part two of the Mishnah is talking about something very specific. In the case of someone functioning as a sharecropper, meaning an aris. So arisus means it's like a joint venture, kind of like an equity deal. They're both sharing on the upside, but they're also sharing in the downside and in the expenses. That's what the nature of arisus is. So here the Mishnah says, Kashem Shecholken Batavua, just the same way they have fixed some fixed ratio by which they're going to share the grain that comes from the field, let's just say 50-50. So then, Kach Cholken Bateven Uvakash. There's other byproducts that come from the harvest. Um, that's the straw and stubble. So we're talking about like straws, you know, what's after you after you do the threshing, the the dash, the disha. So there's you know stalks left behind in the threshing floor. There's also the stubble left back in the field, um, which can be later on used to you know make you can use, make use that to use straw for like lining the pen of an animal, uh, or you know feeding feeding animals and stuff like that. So that. Um, is divided in the same ratio, so call it 50-50. As far as which is kash and which is tevin, meaning which is straw and which is double, it's Mokhokos Rosh Tosos, but between the two of them, it's both. Okay. Keshem shecholken beyayin, kachholken bezemoros ubekanim. Ushneem mesakin esakanim. So that says, really paralleling, just as we said, the byproducts of the grain harvest are split by the same ratio, we're saying here the byproducts of the wine making process that they divide. Let's say each gets each one gets half the wine. Kachok and bezemuros they also divide the let's say there are vines that they were taken off when they were doing the making the wine. Those vines are divided equally. Obakanim kanim are like these dowels, like the sticks they put in the ground, which will be used to um, train the vines. Right, like uh, in a vineyard, you see like the vines are off the ground. They're like usually on wires, so you have to. Put like stakes in the ground, and then put the wires between, and then and train the 
vines on those things. So the point is, who gets those wooden stakes? The answer is, they split them by the same ratio, as the Mishnah says, Ushnehem misapkin esakanam. Now, this is the reason why. The reason why they're splitting um, the, with a, pull the stakes, those dowels, those sticks out the ground. Um, they're going to divide them also paraded, the same ratios, because mesapkenes akanim, shneham, sorry, shneham mesapkenes akanim, because both of them had to pay for those sticks. In other words, if there was, you know, they needed 100 sticks to make up the vineyard, and 100 sticks cost $100, each one had to put in $50. And that's why they're dividing it afterwards, 50-50, which would mean, if hypothetically, the farmer put in all $100 for the making those kanim, he would get all the kanim back, and same goes if, for whatever reason, the tenant laid out all the money for the those sticks, then the tenant would get all the sticks back to himself.